Oh boy, the Dallas Mavericks fall again to the Sacramento Kings. They just can't beat them. The Kings officially have the Mavericks number. The only answer now, you might as well join them. We'll talk about that, break down that game, talk about the weekend coming up on Lockdown Mavs right now. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Luka just got a technical. He's been ejected with 31 seconds to go, and Luka just got his 15th technical of the year. Two tonight. He'll be suspended for a game if he gets one more technical. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The King Cavalry, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Ah, so frustrating. This is when you watch the standings for the past how many weeks, like all of us have, and then you get your hopes up. And you're like, all right, let's do this. And we're just at this point. I think we've been at this point. We just keep on. We refuse to uh, say it out loud, or at least I do. I think you've been at this point uh, back last <laughs> week or so. Like, let's just stop watching the standings. I know. Like, <laughs> let's just stop. Because if you've ever needed more proof to not look at the dang schedule and try to say that's a win, that's a loss, it's impossible. It's just not worth it times, right? If this team's going to play so up and so down, it's just not going to be worth it, especially if guys are going to be out with injury. They're essentially resting guys, right? Tim Hardaway Jr. missed this game against the Kings, so they're just going to rest him. Poor Zingas. If this was the playoffs, could he have played? Probably, but you know they're gonna sit him out, and he may not have looked that great like he did the other night. Um, but yeah, all right. On, to, on today's show, Isaac and I are gonna break down the Mavericks' 111 to 99 loss to the Sacramento Kings. Talk a little bit about the Wizards game that uh, Isaac did a pod for afterwards. So if you're on YouTube, we'll talk about that game a little bit. Uh, and then I yeah. just realized I didn't put that on YouTube. Dang. You didn't. No, we we usually haven't done weekend pods on YouTube, but unless I did one with uh, the host, the uh, listeners from last weekend, that was really fun. And we'll probably do that again next weekend. So, uh, unless it's a, a really bad loss like this one, <laughs> you like see. <laughs> um. All right. Let's. Uh. So, uh, so many things to get into in this game. Like, there's so many things to break down. The first one is the one that stuck out to me. I mean, the refs were just. <laughs> it was. It was just an absolute. I mean, okay. And if you if you guys have been listening to us every single day, for you years. know that like we honestly we don't hit the refs very hard at all. Like we don't touch on them. I mean, some calls here and there that we question, but there's hardly any games that we're sitting there like just blaming all on the refs type of thing. They were brutal tonight, like brutal. <laughs> I don't even know us. Like we could spend the whole pod on how bad they were. Luca complains about the refs a lot. This has been a big conversation nationally, locally. Yeah. There's a lot of conversation about Luca complaining to the refs, right? He's he got his 15th technical, 14th and 15th technical of the season in this game. One more, like the intro on the pod said, one more and he gets suspended. So unless one of these two get rescinded, which we believe that they probably will, and Luca does as well. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but. We talk about this. We talk about this a lot because it matters to Luca. It's a big part of his game. As much as people may not want it to be, his being able to bait guys into fouls and knowing what a foul is basically, 
uh, really helps his game. And it gets his game to the level where he can score at will because he's either scoring himself or he's getting a foul and going to the free throw line. And so if that matters so much to Luka, if being able to draw fouls and getting and getting to the line, if that matters so much to his game, then if you don't know what a foul is, that's going to really upset the rhythm of your game. And that's why I think it gets into to Luka so much because – He's not. First of all, he's not getting credit for the plays that he probably should get to the free throw line or have another possession or whatever. And yeah. then the second one is he just doesn't know what it is, so then he doesn't know what to try and draw and all that kind of stuff. It's a deception game. It's what Luca plays, right? And he plays it really, really well. He gets he baits guys into calls all the time. But if he doesn't know what those calls are, then it's really hard for him to do that deception game and to bait guys and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, it was, you know, Luca got ejected in this game. Carlisle got ejected in this game. And Carlisle said something after the game that just blew my mind. Rick Carlisle has four technicals on the year. Now, two of them are in this game, so it maybe is not that crazy. One of them was against the Raptors back in uh, January. And then I don't know when the, the, the uh, first one was. But they were all by the same guy. And you never want to know ref's names. Usually if you know a ref's name, it's a bad sign. But this ref, I looked him up, and it's C.J. Washington was the ref that gave Rick Carlisle these fouls. He's the only – he or gave him these technical fouls. He's the only ref that was in both this game against the Kings and then that Raptors game where Rick Carlisle got another technical back in January. So it's that guy, and he has a problem with uh, – or the, Rick, Rick Carlisle has a problem with him apparently. He didn't – Rick Carlisle did not call him out by name. Uh, he, I don't think he would do that after the game, but we're going to go ahead and give him a name because Rick Carlisle mentioned it. Watch, watch game one of the playoffs, CJ Washington. I mean, we uh, already, li- we already watch out for certain refs, right? Like we watch out for, uh, yeah. I'll come. Remember Tyler Ford used to be the guy that we would Travis, always watch out for. Is it Tyler Ford or Travis Ford? Tyler, Tyler Ford, it's yeah. Tyler Ford. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the obvious, like usual suspects, right? So. Oh, Foster. <laughs> oh, Scotty. But, but what did you take? What did you take from that? I mean, Rick gets two texts, one of them really, really late, and gets tossed, and they just didn't like anything that that guy called in this game. I honestly thought the first one was brilliant on Rick's part because something that Rick is, you know, he's so smart at doing is trying to take, and I think Mark does it sometimes too. Uh, I think Mark did it honestly when it came to the playing tournament when Lucas said his thing Follow about well the playing or- tournament. <laughs> no, Cuban. Oh, and- loyal listener to the pod, Mark Cuban. Right. Yes. Sure. Yes. And when when Cuban you know came out the next day and gave his whole takes on the playing tournament, it took the heat a little bit off of Luca, or at least a spotlight on the playing tournament. Th- you know, thoughts. I thought it was a similar thing tonight when Luca got his first tech, and Rick just came in out of nowhere. Like Rick really didn't have anything going on, and that, and then Rick was just going off, <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, and then he he got a tech, and it kind of took that. It's like he. It's like, all right, I got to jump in because Luca. I thought he was pushing it. I thought for a brief moment, I thought he was going to get tossed after the first one. Yeah, because he kept going after that first second yeah, goal. But we actually got insight to it after the game. Tim McMahon, ESPN, asked Luca, said, hey, well, what happened in that first tech? And this is the stuff that just pisses you off. Because when Luca explains it and said, yeah, it was there was an offensive foul, and I basically told the ref, heck no. And he was like, the ref looked at him and said, you can't say that to me. Really? You got a tech for that? Okay, so that sets. let's just set the bar right there, and let's keep all of that in mind whenever we play anybody else the rest of the season. If Luca is getting a tech for saying those two words to a ref, and it's like, come on, man. Like, And that's why Luca thinks that's going to get rescinded. It's like the clapping 
technicals we've seen from guys or the the throw in the arm. You know, there's just certain things. And then there's people always talk about the magic words, which I don't know if do we know what those magic words are. There's probably they probably start with certain letters, but uh, they, they talk about these these automatic technical things. And I guess apparently saying hell no to somebody is is, is one of the that, that's of the that's, that's soft. And we know we it know was, these players say so much worse to refs than that. And for Luca to get a tech for that, that's just stupid. And that's the first tech. And then the second tech of him, you know, I guess I mean even Luca after the game, he's like, I don't know for sure what it was, but he said I guess it was because I threw the ball to the goal the on the other side, which he, he does this he, all the time. He said he threw the ball, yeah, he threw the ball to the to the basket, and so maybe it was like in the direction of the ref. Who knows? Maybe the ref thought he was throwing it at him. Like, who That's knows? Weak. But that is week two, and so Luca thinks both these are going to get rescinded. He also said after the game, you know, someone said, "Well, if you get your one more technical, you'll be suspended." He said, "I won't get another one." We're like, okay, got eight hey. games left, man. I know, I know. He said that, and uh, I think all of us perked up a little bit. Like, okay, that, right. that's a promise right there. That is a promise. Uh, yeah. So that's what that's what we got, and and this is the telling thing for me, and this is why we're leading the show with this today, with this talk. When Boban Marjanovic is upset about the refs and mad yeah. about the refs, and is like looking literally physically angry about refs, you know there's a problem, right? Like, yeah. Like there's a problem. There's certain guys. If those are the guys that start getting mad about calls and things, then you know that it is some kind of an issue. So, uh, yeah, I'm, we're, we're taking Boban's lead in this in this game because uh, and and I want to be clear, it's not the reason the Mavs lost this game. No, right? There's no. so many other ways the Mavs lost this game. We'll get into them in the next segment, but uh, it was a. a tough thing it was a thing that the Mavericks really harped on afterwards and so uh, and we've been very clear on this pod that Luca has to get better at this he has to get better at the yeah. complaining thing it does take him out like when he was complaining after that first one which I get it I don't think it should have been a tech it did it, it starts to you can tell you can just see in his head it's like all right we got to bring it back in rain it back in so he has to get better at that I think there's a way for us to land in the in the middle here of saying he has to get better at it but he's also getting screwed at it at times too, so it's it's twofold. And I think it's smarter at it, right? I don't necessarily think it's better. He's still gonna he's still gonna complain. I mean, LeBron complains. Like LaCrybaby is like one of the nicknames he gets online. You T- know? Tell like, me more. Tell like, me more. LaFraud, <laughs> you want the other ones? LaBum, <laughs> you want all of them? <laughs> but he's, <laughs> he's it's an exciting pod. But everybody, I mean, James Harden complains to the refs. I mean, everybody complains yeah. to the refs. So it's not going to stop. None of these like it happens from everybody. Like, Freaking yeah. Delon Wright was complaining to the refs, and he didn't say. Oh, we get to talk about Delon, and that. he didn't say ten words the whole time he was in Dallas, right? So I don't think he scored ten points. <laughs> and so uh, it's not going to stop. He's got to get smarter at it to know when to where, what lines to cross, all that kind of stuff, and to get more respect in the league. And that's kind of. A thing he can't control at this point in his career. He just has to be in the league longer. So, all right, coming up, let's get into some more about this game. We'll break down why the Mavericks lost this game. What makes it so hard for the Mavericks to play against this Kings team? We'll touch on the Wizards game also a little bit, which is just an incredible game. Uh, and so we'll get into that coming up. Uh, today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Ro- visit rockauto.com and tell them, that Locked On sent you. We also want to tell you about Indeed.com. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Indeed makes connecting with 
and hiring the right talent fast and easy. There's so many applicants out there. How do you sift through them? How do you, you know, give them, you know, assessments? How do you just like weed out the ones that you definitely just don't want? Uh, Indeed has tools like that. Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fits your job description immediately. And you can do Indeed skills tests that average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from 130 skill tests on there. All kinds of stuff that you can get with Indeed. And right now, you can get a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That means everybody that searches for a specific type of job will see that result first. Get $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. That's Indeed.com slash locked. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game a little bit because I do want to talk about why the Mavericks lost this game. Because you you look at you look at this Kings team and they're missing De'Aaron Fox and they lose again and it just doesn't make any sense. I actually want to address the the text because the poll report just came out. Okay, I'm and, ready. And I just want to I want to throw it in there because some of this is funny. Why was Luka Doncic assessed the first technical? Foul? Who's the referee that was answering? Does do we know? Rodney Mott. Okay, he's the, he's not, the lead guy, not CJ. Right. Mott says the first technical foul was called after a correct call, the offensive foul, and in transition he runs past me and screams "heck no" something else as he shakes his fist. Was it hell is, no? Yes, it was that. Really? Just that? What, it wasn't anything more than that. That's exactly what Lucas said, which is disrespectful. That's like not even a curse. You could say that on network television. Like, hey, is this? Did we mark this I'm not is for saying, kids on I'm YouTube? Not, no, I'm not saying for you. I'm just saying in general that I don't know. Which is disrespectful response to a referee that is unsportsmanlike. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, let's think back to all the things that we've seen NBA players say to refs. The second tech to, on Luca. The second technical foul is called for throwing the ball due to frustrations of a call. Throwing the ball, the length of the court is an overt manner, which is also unsportsmanlike technical foul. He threw it the length of the court. <laughs> okay, that's a little different than he just threw the ball at the goal. But I mean, here, I this this is my favorite one. Says, why was that unsportsmanlike instead of a delay of game? Ooh, good question. Mott says, Mott says, we had a timeout, and he takes the ball, and he doesn't throw it to the nearest official. He throws the ball the length of the court, which makes it unsportsmanlike act. The rule clearly states that you have to hand the ball to the nearest official. That's bullcrap. That never and happens. And that is never, never, never ever happens. What is going on? How many times we see players just toss the ball to another ref that's nowhere near him? So or take, this is bullcrap. You know, wait till or wait till the shot clock or the the clock goes down and hits the buzzer, and then they just throw up a shot, right? And it just yeah, yeah, that's garbage. That's ridiculous. No. That was. That was, I've been waiting to give him another tech, and that was the final thing where I was like, oh, that's so annoying. I have to walk all the way to the other end of the court and get this ball. Yeah, he <laughs> broke the rule. He didn't throw it to the guy. Come on. That's a joke. Get, get out of here. here. He's covering for his guy, right? Like, he's probably covering, yeah. he's probably covering for, for he's the like, other He's like, dang it, ref. CJ. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of, of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they have the captain that's CJ. Dang it, CJ. Anyway, uh, keep going. You want to talk about DeLon? <laughs> we'll get into the lawn in a second. But the Sacramento Kings team, how did the Mavericks lose this Kings team twice? We looked at the schedule and you know, we make fun of people that are like, this is a win, this is a win. But we look at these teams, we're like, ah, oh, these are easier games. This was their starting lineup. Halliburton, who went out with an injury that looks pretty bad, pretty mm, brutal, yeah. uh, non-contact injury uh, on his left knee. 
and he only played 23 minutes. Buddy Heald, Rashawn Holmes, Marvin Bagley, and Harkless, who had five fouls and basically only played 17 minutes, did not look like he wanted to play at all. Uh, in, on the broadcast, the Harp had a hilarious point where he's like, you know, sometimes I just think maybe if a guy gets fouled that quick, he just doesn't want to play. <laughs> he just got those fouls. Just goes. Uh, so, like, no Harrison Barnes. No, uh, uh, no I almost said I almost said Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's not on the team anymore. Ooh. No De'Aaron Fox. No Harrison Barnes. Um, basically, no Tyrese Halliburton in this game. I mean, man, like, this team is just down to, to nobody. Like, Damian Jones is playing big minutes. Uh, DeLon Wright playing huge minutes for him. Justin James? Who is Justin James? Right? Like, <laughs> Jamias Ramsey got a shift in there. That's so, cool. like, what is it about this team? And there's two things. It's the Mavs got killed on the inside, which we know. We know that they don't have good interior defense. That's a thing that we've known the entire season. And they got killed from the outside, too, because the Mavs couldn't hit any threes, and Buddy Hill hit six. Yeah. I mean... The fact that Dallas went six of thirty-five from three—I mean, it's thirty-five percent. I mean, that's the that's the key stat in this, and especially when I mean you start putting your ingredients together to try to make a recipe, and when you're missing KP and you're missing Tim Hardaway, outside of Luca, your options are very, very limited. And this was said. I mean, you had to have a game from Jalen Brunson, or I mean, Brunson gave you seventeen, but you desperately needed a Brunson a you know Josh Richardson a Trey Burke one of these guys to give you like 25 and it just didn't happen and when you only when you shoot 17% from 3 and you didn't have the second guy really step up alongside Luca with Tim and KB out then the recipe's there for for you to lose and I mean buddy hit six threes like you said I mean Halliburton played 23 minutes and I thought he played pretty well in the game but Bagley I mean it's it's these t- like Rashawn Holmes like they try hard and yeah. I know, like, yeah, there's a there's a piece that I have coming out um, on Mavs.com soon, and I ask a player, I was like, why why do you try so hard? And I know it sounds just like a a, a cliche, and y'all can just you know fill in the blanks who you think that is, but it sounds like such a like weird question to ask, but. Honestly, it doesn't feel like the Mavericks try hard all the time as a team. So when you do play teams like the Wizards the other night and when you do play teams like the Kings and you have guys like Rashawn Holmes and these guys just running around the floor, it does. When Josh Green got in the in the game tonight, I tweeted out, I was like, it's just, this is a breath of fresh air. The dude's just running all over the court and it's standing out so much. So Just, just imagine I, somebody getting a loose ball or a 50-50 ball, right? It just seems so far out and just like nobody does this on this team except for Josh Green or Dwight Powell. <laughs> yeah, and Jalen Brunson said it best after the game in his post-game media session. He said, we didn't match their energy until the end. And that's the thing. It's like... They didn't match it until the fourth quarter, until the end of the game, and you have to you have to match these teams like this. Like they have nothing they're playing for. Like sorry, Kings fans. Sorry, Matt. Jo- Matt George is probably really like having a blast on his pod because they suck. So like you got to celebrate it win like this. They have nothing to play for, so they're just trying really hard. They're playing for like their pride, basically. And you know Dallas just didn't match that until the end of the game. Yeah, that's that's the way that it went, I guess. Uh, yeah, so the Mavericks just couldn't defend on the inside. We know that. Bagley had 23 points in this game. Rashawn Holmes had 17 points in this game. Those guys went 10 of 16 and 7 of 10, respectively, in this game from the field. And then Buddy Heald went 9 of 19 from the floor, 6 of 10 from 3. And nobody really – I mean, DeLon Wright had, it was 7 of 9, and all of them were twos, right? Basically, all of them were layups around the rim and stuff like that. Uh, DeLon Wright. Uh, My guy. Let's let's get into it a little bit here, and then, yeah, let's get into it. Mm. 
DeLon Wright scores, I don't know, the game, the dagger layup that Rick Carlisle freaked out about and thought was a travel and got ejected for. And then he waves to the crowd. He waves to everybody. And there's yeah. another play where he just stares down after hitting a layup. I think it was. I think this is the same play. He hits the layup. He stares down the Mavs bench. Like 31 minutes, 14 points. Mm. <laughs> I mean, is that? Wait, hold on. Is that revenge career? game for Delon Wright? I guess stares down the Mavs bench and then waves goodbye to everybody. I tweeted it out. Go follow me at Nick Van Exit on Twitter. And. He waves he waves goodbye to everybody, then goes back to the Kings bench where they are not even in the play-in tournament. Nah. <laughs> Come on. Like I understand some revenge games, right? If you have if you have you know a grievance. But this guy, Delon Wright. I was, does he have a grievance against the Mavs? I'm ready for the question. Was this his best game in the AAC? Were any of the triple doubles when he was with the Grizzlies in the AAC? Were they both? Were they both? <laughs> that's in true. That's true. Now, like, listen, I one. There's two players I was happy for on the other side, Marvin Bagley, because I thought he played a great game. And for him, just personally, it's like you have to hear your whole career that you know you got picked over Luca, and Luca's going to be a Hall of Famer. And I don't. Will he make an All Star team? I don't know. Maybe not. And Delon Wright. If I don't know, like, should he have grievance? He just couldn't like crack the rotation. He aver- he averaged his career, career well, average well, as a Maverick was six point nine nice. points. Yeah, nice. so I I mean, come on, man. Like, and let's not pretend that he went out there and every time he played, he was good either, right? How many times do we complain about Delon Wright and say, oh, he just wasn't the type of guy that the Mavs? No, he wanted. wasn't good. In he Dallas. wasn't good. He wasn't. He was not good on defense. He did not shoot the ball well. He, I mean, he just did not do anything well last season. And so the Mavericks were able to cut ties. He was one of the guys the Mavs, the people were like, well, we got to get rid of him because we don't want him in the rotation. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes to Detroit, a team that sucks. And they're like, nah, see ya. We're going to send you out too. So I'm happy for him he's, as an individual. He's, ha- he's having his moment. It's fine. Yeah. I'm happy for him as an individual. This is like a, maybe one of the career nights for him. But it's not like this was a team, like he spit five years in Dallas. They screwed him over. They didn't believe in him, and they're like, you know what? We're we're sending you out. I'm like, no, you you had your shot, man. Like, you just didn't play well here. They so. said they were going to start you. They did start yeah. you, and then you played yourself out of rotation. Exactly. So, I mean, I, he can wave. He can go back to Sacramento sure. and have your I, night. I mean, he's just going to play the, you know, go around the bad teams in the league. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what he's going to do. All right, coming up, let's get into this a little bit. We'll talk about. Um, where this team goes from here, and we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to put some money down on sports. I don't think you want to bet on where the Mavericks are going to finish in the standings. No. Uh, but you can bet all kinds of stuff on betonline.ag. They have a couple of games open right now. If you want to go check that out as we're recording this, I'll pull them up right here. Golden State Warriors are a two-point underdog against the Pelicans. That one's pretty interesting. Not sure if Steph Curry is going to play in that game or not. You never know on any given night. And then also, Blazers-Hawks is a pick em. The Blazers are playing really well recently. They scored like 130 points over their last like five or six games or so. And then the Knicks, three-and-a-half-point underdog against the Grizzlies. Those are three pretty pretty good games with evenly matched teams. So those are interesting ones. If you want to put some money down, go to betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I wonder what the Lakers' odds against the Raptors were a few days ago. 
Also want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. I had uh, one this morning. Let's I- go. Isaac had one this morning. There's no bar like it, really. No protein bar like it. Like it says on the website right here if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, the coconut brownie chunk is That's delicious. And they yeah. didn't change it. We were so nervous that they were going to change it up. They did not. They kept true to it. They, they're sold out now, but they'll be back soon for sure. All these other flavors are available right now. Coconut almond, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, all kinds of stuff you can get with Built Bar. Go use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. I've used this promo code like three or four times now on boxes that I've bought myself. LOCKED15 to get a 15% um 15% off. I almost said a 15% welcome bonus. That's not how this works. Hmm. 15% off your next box with BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into... So, I mean, anything more about this game? The Mavericks, they didn't they didn't match the energy. And the other thing is, they just don't have another offensive initiator. Imagine yeah. if there's one more guy on this team. And I almost tweeted this, but I really wanted to explain it more a little bit on the podcast. Imagine if there's one more guy on this team that could run a pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Right, like just one more guy because Jalen Brunson, his his skill is being able to score around the rim and score, in, you know, in two point range. It's not to run a pick and roll and throw lobs and to throw really great passes. He's just not that kind of um, secondary creator in the passing sense, creating shots for other sense that the Mavericks would want in that position. Imagine if they had just one more guy, right? A lot of times it was JJ Barea that would come in and run a pick and roll like that. Mm-hmm. And if you can. It's just absolutely, uh, it's just absolutely a game changer, and they don't have that. And so in this game, which ugh, drove me crazy, they're playing Brunson and Burke at the same time, and I'm just saying there's water bugs. The water bugs just it doesn't work defensively. It's so bad. It's just so bad. Somehow they make each other worse on defense, and then offensively they just can't get stuff going because it's that guy. It's my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn, and it just doesn't create offense. And then a lot of times when both those guys are in the game, they overpass the ball. They did this a bunch of times in this game, I thought, where they overpassed and Brunson turned down an open three and then he they get a Trey Burke like step back three in the corner as their final shot because the shot clock's going down. So, uh, yeah, when Tim Hardaway's out, when Porzingis is out, when Josh Richardson's a non-factor, essentially – in this game, in this game, twenty six minutes, he went four of ten from the field. He basically only hits like his first three or four shots, and then he just doesn't play well the rest of the game, and doesn't play the rest of the game. Right? He didn't play in the fourth quarter at all again. Wow, I didn't notice that. And that's right? that's bad. That's bad. He that didn't. Did not play. at all. Not even not, last last game against the Wizards. He played nine seconds. Didn't even play that yeah. in this game. Last uh, last possession of the game. Since we're just throwing stuff out there to talk about, um, <laughs> I mean, are we? I, I thought I pre-thought about that a little. <laughs> I didn't just like throw it out of nowhere. How much be- how much better is Josh Richardson at defending point guards than Trey Burke? Yeah, we talked about we were talking about this during the game. Trey Burke tr- at least shows the activity and the try hard mentality, but his sample size is very small, right? He's able to do that yeah. that in bursts. And I bet Josh Richardson could defend like that in bursts, but he's asked to do it over a little little bit longer period of time. That's true. I, I hit his energy, man. Like, I just what what I've seen from Trey over these past few weeks, just his effort defensively. Once well, again, I don't know if it's just a testament watching the rest of the team, but when a guy plays really, really hard, it really <laughs> stands out, and I get excited. Okay, cool for Trey Burke. Like, great for him. But what does it mean? What does it mean for this? Like, should he play more? I don't know. No, right? Like, he probably shouldn't play more because he he takes away stuff more than he. 
probably puts on the table. I don't times. even know. I don't like trying to find answers. I don't know. I just like it's weird how up until the past few weeks, Brunson has had an incredible season. And now I feel like he's kind of in a slump and he's kind of inconsistent. I don't know what you're going to get from him over the course of these games. But Trey Burke went from not even playing at all. And especially after the Reddick trade, I'm like, will, will he even be in the rotation again after the Reddick trade? And then bam, he's playing like he's in the rotation. He's finishing games at times. So I'm just done trying to figure it out because I I just don't know. I mean, some players are going to play 15 minutes one night and another guy's not going to play one night. So another, so we've talked about this team so much. We've watched them so much. You guys listening have probably watched them so much. We know what their issues are. They're not anything new and it's not anything that we're going to discover today. Uh, Recently, I've been thinking about how many moves did the Mavericks make that were like really good thoughts? Like, oh, that's a good thought, but it just didn't work out for them. It seems like at this point in time, the Porzingis move is that. Like, good thought. It's done some good things. It's not I'm a drink, it's not, drink my toe It's not a complete disaster, but good thought, but it didn't work as well as you thought. Like it just it just doesn't seem like any of their moves recently have been have exceeded expectations. Like how many moves have exceeded expectations? I guess is a better drafting Jalen Brunson. Brunson has exceeded expectations. Luca obviously has exceeded expectations. Luca and Brunson, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Maxi. I'd say the development of Maxi and Dorian. Yeah, Those I mean. are the only four guys in moves that have exceeded expectations. Uh, everyone else, it seems Nico like. Nico Melli. I mean, yeah, that's a very small version of that, I guess, yeah, if yeah, you want to. Uh, JJ Redick, the, the word's still out. Josh Richardson has not been has not no. exceeded expectations at all. Porzingis has not exceeded expectations, both for an injury standpoint and a play standpoint. Uh, there's been times when Porzingis has exceeded our expectations in the bubble and you know in the playoffs last year when he did play. T- uh, Tim has exceeded. Tim, Tim Hardaway. Hardaway has for sure. Yeah. The, the problem is our now, expectations yeah. were real low, though. Remember <laughs> at the yes. beginning of last season, we did not expect him to be in the rotation at some points. But when you look at his his numbers and like his percentages for his for years sure. in Dallas yeah. compared to the rest, like this is clearly the best stage of his career. And I think that tonight was another night that you point at if you're in the camp of saying just let Timmy walk. Timmy's bringing up this game of <laughs> saying, "Hey, uh, if KP's not playing, you kind of <laughs> need my offense. So you need somebody yeah. like me to because we desperately needed him in this game, but." The problem is when we start doing the how many of these moves worked out, it's some of the the moves that didn't or we want to say that didn't, they just hold more weight than others. And we've been talking about the three, four guys compared to the rest roster. I will still stand my ground on Maxi and Dorian and Jalen Brunson, the, those three guys being great guys on good teams. It's just they need like they need to move down just like one notch because we need yeah. the second and third or fourth, you know, that the the player best players after Luca to play at that high level and right now it's just we haven't gotten that from a, on a consistent basis from KP and then Josh was supposed to be one of those guys where the third or fourth best player and he just hasn't been that either. Yeah, and there are times in this Kings game specifically where Maxi and Dorian are your most reliable three point shooters. That should not be yeah. the case, right? <laughs> you yeah. should have other guys out there ideally your second best player should be a more reliable three-point shooter and with Porzingis you'd think that he is sometimes he's not sometimes he is uh and then you'd hope that Josh Richardson whoever fills Josh Richardson's spot that was Seth Curry and that that was that spot and so if you want to go back in that direction 
Uh, yeah, that's that's where they went. But uh, the other moves, I mean, I mentioned Porzingis, mentioned Josh Richardson, Willie Colley Stein, Trey Burke, all the rookies, like Josh Green, dra- like drafting three rookies mm. and rostering three rookies onto this team. You could put you could put Nate Hinton there too, rostering four rookies onto this uh, team. I can't get I can't give any hate towards Nate Hinton. That man has all the energy on the bench. I love all the energy on the bench for sure. Uh, Boban has probably met expectations and played as much as we thought, but still that roster spot is not exceeding expectations. Yeah. Um, JJ Redick hasn't had enough time. And then now, and then Dwight Powell, we, we kind of get what we get from Dwight Powell, not exceeded expectations, yeah. but um, probably under underwhelmed from the contract. He's probably, that's a bigger as, story. That's like a that, bigger story, yeah. but he's been just as good as we thought he would be as a player. It went in uh, ways. He's been, like you get yeah. him as a throw in kind of in the Rondo deal. So then he exceeds, but then he signs the contract extension. And then, and then under, you're like, uh, and then they but change now he's it. Like, <laughs> then they change his role. Then they he exceeds the again. <laughs> but <laughs> my, my point is that man, some of like just, they just haven't had a lot of luck in some of these. I mean, some of this is just literal luck, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All these guys just don't seem to pan out. Uh, or some people are probably yelling at their screen like, this is why we yeah. have to change the front office. Donnie! I, I get it. I get it. Uh, we'll get the, the Wizards tweets. game, I keep mentioning that we were going to talk about this game, but crazy. Like, absolutely. Mm. Dory Finney-Smith, we talked about his development a little bit earlier. Dope, dope. It's, it's. I was watching him like a parent hit those shots. <laughs> no. He was like the second most reliable player on this team. Yeah. Right? Like, that should not happen. He, those games should be absolute 100% wins because everything else is given. And when he has to have, when he has a game like that and the Mavericks barely squeak one out against the Wizards where Westbrook had a crazy game, Beal did what he normally did, and then nobody else really kind of stepped up for them. Uh, the margin for error on this Mavs team is so small because that second guy is not there in Porzingis, and then their third guy is just n- doesn't show up in Josh Richardson. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, for me, that's where, that's where it all lands right now. If you want to hear more talk, Isaac did a great podcast on over the weekend about that game, so go listen to that podcast if you want to hear more about that. Uh, we'll be back the rest of this week. The Mavericks play uh, a couple more games this week, always. <laughs> They're always playing. They play the Heat on Tuesday. They play the Nets and Cavs, a back-to-back Thursday, Friday. So that'll be a really interesting one. Heat will be a really interesting game, I think. Uh, I got to see what KB plays. You know, he was ruled out for both the games over the weekend. And uh, I think they expect Tim to be back for that game in Miami. But all eyes are on uh, KP moving forward. Absolutely. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. And now, your moment of zen. I've looked over at the bench and I've seen Tim Hardaway Jr. standing up and engaged with his teammates. Doesn't have anything else to do. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's not.